Welcome back, everybody. Sitting here on a Thursday afternoon. Got us a delicious spread of hot dogs and Dr. Pepper and some peanuts, lightly salted. All the nuts you could ever want, right? Uh, Gonna get into some NFL conversations today. Uh, some picks, some predictions, some looking at uh, what happened in the offseason, what's going to happen in this upcoming season. I think most of us already know uh, who's going to be in the Super Bowl, but just to uh, sweeten the podcast a little bit, I'll let these other guys discuss their picks. Um, but first, let's just get into it. Uh, offseason winners, losers. Who you got? Um, I think the – off-season loser is the Patriots. Mm. I mean, when you lose a Gronk, okay, a, a guy that is your go-to guy, all right? I mean, you look throughout Tom Brady's career, uh, the championships they've won together, when it's third and whatever or it's fourth and whatever and Brady knows he needs somebody to go to, Gronk's been the one. Mm. Um, do I think that's going to hurt them as far as winning their division and being in the playoffs? No. But I think it's just one of those things where I feel like the Patriots are the losers of the offseason because they lose Gronk and they are living on borrowed time with Tom Brady. How long y'all been saying that, though? Well, I mean, he's, even, he's going downhill. He's done. I'm not saying he's going downhill. I'm saying they're living on borrowed time because even he said 45 is as far as I want to play. Well, he's getting ready to turn 42. So you're looking two to three seasons left before you lose arguably number one or number two of all time in quarterback. And if you look at Super Bowls, number one all time. Mm. So – I think that was just kind of the first domino. Gronk's gone, two seasons, maybe three. Brady's gone. You got to think Belichick's probably not far behind because he's in his what late sixties, early seventies. Sure. Um, so you don't, you know, Belichick's probably gone in that same. I really see, and not a Patriots fan, maybe you talk a little more about this. I really see Belichick and Brady going out at the same time. Oh, I think absolutely they'll retire the same year. I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah, you're going to see a production drop-off. Gronk was hurt a lot last year, didn't play in a lot of games last year. When he was there, he does draw the double teams. But I'm really – I see an uptick uh, to Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State who was drafted by the Patriots. Um, 6'4", 225 is a good, solid receiver. Michael Bennett's back. Uh, after uh, taking last year off. Uh, I don't see the production being the same, but I don't think we're going to see this huge drop-off that maybe <laughs> some some feel that will happen with it. I don't know. But it is, it is a loss. Well, you know, I'll, keep on. I'll, I'll give you two winners and two losers. Um, I think off the bat, um, you know, one of my winners is the New York Jets. And there, there's not a lot – here recently to write home about the Jets. But adding Le'Veon Bell is a huge step up. That's big. And they got Le'Veon Bell at a reasonable price. Um, it's as good as their, their backfield has looked in a long time. Since LaDainian Thomas. Yeah, since LT. 
Um, they're in a division where as much as everyone wants the Patriots to be gone, not having Gronk does not actually equal the Patriots being gone. Uh, Brady is playing very well late in his career. Bilicek is still Bilicek. The Patriots are still the Patriots. Um, that's still their division. So I don't think it's a move they're going to win the East with, but I think it's a good move. Um, they also got uh, Sam Darnold some help at wide receiver, added another you know set of hands for him. I think that's good for them. I think a loser is the New York Giants. This was already a bad team. This was already a team that's struggling. And as good as Saquon Barkley is, he's not loading you up on his shoulders and carrying you all season. The longevity for a running back in this league is, is what, four to five years, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then you're just struggling to be in a two-back system to keep your head above water. Eli Manning is in the twilight of his career, and the highlight of his career is long since past. And you, oh, Odell Beckham's gone. You allow Odell Beckham to be gone, to be out of here. To be, you just got worse. I don't see anything the Giants have done that say we can compete this year. We want to compete this year. I'll agree. I think the Giants are probably last in the East, if not just barely above the the Redskins. I think more specifically your loser with the Giants is Eli Manning. Sure. I mean, he knows knows he's done. I mean, he has to to realize that. And they just drafted a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. So his days are marked and numbered as they are right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think another loser for me is the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, that's the NFC East team. This is a good team. They are not in the boat the Giants are in. This is a good football team. But when was the last time Carson Wentz played a full 16-game season? You put all your eggs in this basket and you allowed Nick Foles to get away. That hurts. Uh, another Guys, that they have had depart. Uh, Jordan Hicks with 91 tackles. Uh, six QB or he had um, six QB hits uh, in 12 games last season. Uh, Michael Bennett with nine sacks, 30 QB hits. Uh, he's gone. They gave up a seventh round and a sixth round pick. They allowed that to get away. I don't feel like they've done themselves a lot of favors. Now they're in a weak division, and I do expect them to make the playoffs. But Carson Wentz goes down, and you just might not. Mm-hmm. I don't. Wentz doesn't play a full season. I don't think so. There, I don't think. I don't think there's any. He hasn't done it so far. So, we'll see. I think for me, the winner, uh, and not just because I'm a fan, but the winner, or one of the winners, the San Francisco 49ers. You signed some pretty good free agents to sure up that defense. Getting D Ford from the Chiefs was a huge move for their defensive line. They can stay uh, on sides. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, if uh, if Nick Bosa, you know, stays healthy, I know he's had the hamstring issue in preseason, um, but, you know, Nick Bosa and D. Ford on opposite ends coming at you with the pass rush, which is the one thing the 49ers could not do last year was, rush, you know, rush quarterback. Uh, and then you get Jimmy G back. And prior to the knee injury against the Chiefs, Jimmy G was, was rolling. Uh, you know, he looked like he may actually be that quarterback that comes out of New England that can actually succeed, unlike, you know, all the rest of them, Matt Castle and, and those guys. Uh, so I think the 49ers are a winner uh, for sure. And I think they're going to, again, providing everybody stays healthy, kind of that Philadelphia thing with Wentz. If everybody stays healthy, uh, I think the 49ers are going to kind of turn the, turn the tables a little bit this year. So I'm looking – 
I've got two losers and a winner. Both both the, the loser and the winner comes from the AFC North. Your loser is pretty obvious. The Steelers, um, Triple B gone. We've got Big Ben still standing, but I don't think I. You know they they could very possibly finish last if you know Ocho Cinco goes and plays for the for the Bengals. Um, you're going to see a depleted offense. We kind of talked about it off the air about Juju and how well he had played, but why did he play so well? Right. Because <laughs> Antonio was drawing all the attention. So I think you're going to that that's going to be your biggest loser. Um, the Browns. I mean. The worst logo in the NFL or the winners. Um, but, you know, Baker Mayfield proving everybody wrong to this point. I'm very critical of, of Mayfield entering into the NFL. Had a great Odell, draft day. A great draft day. you got Odell Beckham, uh, which was a great talent on the field, is a cancer, I feel, off the field and probably in the locker room. So we'll see how long it takes that to deteriorate. But if they can keep the man happy, um, I don't see why the Browns – you know, can't can't go pretty far uh, this year with their season. But the last loser, I think, has to be the NFL. Hmm. And you might say what or why, but the handling of player discipline has been absurd. Sure. You had no de- discipline on Zeke Elliott for the Las Vegas incident. You had no discipline for Tyreek Hill – after the video surface or the audio surfaced about him, you know, abusing his child, but then you've got Lawan at Tennessee who gets suspended for four games on a banned substance. Yeah. How does that make you look as an organization when they don't get punished, but he does? Yeah. And I think that takes a big hit. But they've always had that blemish, always had that blemish. I think um, from a standpoint <clears throat> as uh, you know. Someone that's, uh, you know, detest anything related to abuse of a child or, or, or anything of that nature, and just to, to dismiss it entirely uh, is a complete and utter loss for the NFL. Yeah. I think Roger Goodell and the NFL as a whole are extremely inconsistent in the way they handle these situations. Uh, Roger Goodell has made a career out of playing God in these situations, and, you know, it's just really inconsistent with – what he's okay with and what he's not okay with. And I think on draft day, when he gets booed the entire first round, I mean, I think that's, you know, indicative of how he conducts business. He's not a very sure. popular commissioner. And and back to your inconsistency, I mean, you're talking about, you know, some of these situations that have taken place, you know, and these guys are still playing in the NFL. But Ray Rice pretty much got kicked out for some of the same things. Yeah. So, you know, where's the consistency? And all this. Why are these guys not getting the same punishment that Ray Rice is? Well, it's important to point out, you know, we're not condoning this person's actions or that person's actions. Wrong is wrong, but that's not the way the NFL sees it. Exactly. Uh, You know, the standard must be the standard at all times, and it's on Roger Goodell and the NFL to hold that standard high, and they're simply just not doing that. Um, You see see Ray Rice and you see Kareem Hunt. Both cases of those were videos. Mm Mm-hmm. You only get the audio with the Hill situation. Uh, and they said, it's. I think it's just a plausible deniability. I think it's just plausible di- deniability. When it gets concrete, hard evidence, you know, Goodell probably doesn't even want to 
want to punish him, but at that point he has to. It's because everybody has seen it and they see how violent it is. Yeah. So. You know, I think um, another winner in all this, and I'm sure someone at this table is going to disagree with me, because most most probably would. Um, but I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid on Gruden and, and, and Antonio Brown the and the Raiders. Raiders. Uh, I don't think AB's playing around. Hmm. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. I don't appreciate his antics in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't like that in the locker room. Uh, I can do without all his talk and his teammates. And, you know, I don't like guys sitting out, threatening the front office. I think that's a slot on the fan base, a slot on the guys you're working side by side with every day. But I do think he means business with the Raiders. And uh, I think he's going to prove a point this year. I think he's going to show his worth. And I'm a big Gruden guy anyway. So uh, I think the Raiders win by mm. picking him up. I certainly don't think it hurts anything. No, I don't, I don't think it necessarily hurts anything. Uh, in the same aspect, I'm not quite the Gruden fan. Uh, I think that uh, Gruden is perhaps the, uh, the, the most overhyped coach in NFL history. I mean, you're talking about a guy that barely has a winning percentage over 500, uh, that could not win in Oakland, um, and gets traded to Tampa Bay, takes Tony Dungy's team to the Super Bowl, and let's be honest, I could have won a Super Bowl with that defense as a coach because nobody's scoring on that defense, and we've talked about this before. I mean, you know, quarterbacks that have Super Bowl rings, uh, you know, that really didn't deserve them, uh, you know, right there's one uh, for Tampa Bay, uh, Brad Johnson. You know, I mean, what did he really do to win that Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, you know, Mr. Derek Brooks and and uh, Mr. John Lynch and Warren Sapp. Warren, you know, that absolutely. You go on down the line, uh, those guys that just dominated that that team. Right. And then what happened after that Super Bowl? Well, John Gruden kind of fell off the map again. You know, once a couple of those guys kind of left free agency and that kind of stuff, you no longer saw it again. Right. So I, to give John Gruden 10 years, it, it was absurd to me. Um, I mean, they don't get me wrong, they could probably get, you know, a much worse coach. Um, but I'm not going to disagree with you that Antonio Brown is a difference maker on that team uh, because I think Antonio Brown's a difference maker on any team that he plays on. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit later about who we got in the playoffs and that kind of thing, and uh, you'll probably hear me mention Oakland uh, as a playoff team. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Little, good little segue. So coming off the quite possibly one of the most boring Super Bowls to date, <laughs> uh, although the outcome was phenomenal. Oh, um, uh, yeah, you, I'm sure you loved that. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, you've got the, the, the GOAT, the greatest of all time in there, getting number six. You don't get much better than that, although it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too fun to watch. I didn't know Joe Montana played in that Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, so let's just, uh, just kind of go around a little bit and uh, quickly look at our, uh, our conferences and our divisions and uh, give your order for picks, um, and then we'll, just, uh, we'll, we'll cut through the playoffs and early season favorites to win the Super Bowl. All right, well, let's start off, I guess, with the NFC. Um, because you got uh, two guys here that are NFC guys, and of course you're the AFC guy. Sure, but, sure. Uh, so we'll start off with the NFC. Um, I, I'll go with NFC West, and number one, um, number one seed is going to be the Rams. I think 
Uh, I mean, they're just a solid football team. You had, you know, and again, back to, you know, we could argue this for an entire hour about whether or not Tom Brady's the GOAT, whatever. Um, but regardless of that fact, but Tom Brady's doing what Tom Brady does. You know, again, unless he's playing Eli Manning uh, in a Super Bowl. But, you know, here you got a bunch of guys. Most of them were young. Um, most of them hadn't ever played in a Super Bowl before. A lot of them hadn't even played in the playoffs before. Um, so, you know, you're getting a team that, that, man, they are just – they are young and they are talented. Uh, McVay, again, you know, young guy uh, in the Super Bowl against – by all means, the greatest coach of all time, even though I'm not a big fan, uh, you know. But, you know, Belichick, again, you give Belichick two weeks to prepare for somebody, it's hard to beat him. Um, so so I think the Rams uh, are, are going to be the number one seed again. You know, they're probably going to be in that 12-4, and 13-3 and three kind of record again. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, a team that I'm really excited to watch this year, um, just because they seem to get better and better every year, is the Saints. I think the Saints are going to be the number two seed win in the South. Um, Josh, you're not going to like this one. But I think Carson Wentz is going to stay healthy most of the year. I'm not saying he doesn't miss a game or two. But I think that uh, – I think you're going to see uh, Carson Wentz Stay healthy, and I think the Eagles are going to win the East solely on the fact that I don't think Zeke Elliott plays a football game this year. Ooh. I think Zeke Elliott holds out, and if you go into the season with Alfred Morris as your starting running back, that's going to be a <laughs> long year. Uh, so I'm throwing Philly in there at three. Um, Green Bay, new coach for Aaron Rodgers. A uh, little bit of a new offense there. I'm looking at them to win the North. Um, Minnesota in the wild card there, and I and I'm kind of I'm kind of torn between them and Dallas. I think if I think if Dallas has Zeke back at any point during the season, I think Dallas can make a second half run and maybe get that that wild card spot. Uh, but I'm going to go with Minnesota uh, on the uh, on the wild card there, and then number six, the last team in, probably with a nine and seven, ten and six record. Uh, I think it's going to be the 49ers. I think they're going to finish second in that West. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be much uh, of, a, of a competition. I don't. I think Seattle's going to have a down year again. Uh, so I think uh, San Francisco is going to end up with that last wild card spot. Interesting. All right. So NFC, uh, NFC East, I'll run through mine kind of quick here. <clears throat> uh, I have Dallas winning that division. Um, I don't know if the Cowboys have a good enough team to win the Super Bowl this year. But the difference in this year and other years is they are in the conversation at this point. People are kicking them around, whether you like them or not. They're talking about them potentially being one of those teams in a conference title game with a chance to get there. Um, with that said, Jerry Jones is crazy. But I don't think he's stupid enough not to at some point, maybe two or three games in, sign Zeke. Sure. Reports are those talks are going, you know, fairly well in the right direction. I think Zeke will be there by game one. But at the very least, I think Jerry will sign Zeke, and that is key. Uh, Zeke has to touch the rock 25 times a game. That's all there is to it. And statistically speaking, the Cowboys win more when Zeke does that. It takes a lot of pressure off a lot of other people. Um, you know, Jason Garrett, 
without Zeke, what's he going to clap for? I'm, I'm not sure what Jason will do. <laughs> so I've got the Cowboys win in the East. I have Philadelphia as a close second, largely in part that I'm not buying into Carson Wentz playing 16 games. I'm just not. Now, that's a really good football team. But I see Philly at two, Washington at three, New York at four. Um, that's you, just a blip on the radar, barely. I mean, Washington and New York could not play this season, and it wouldn't make a difference. I didn't know um, we were going division by division. <laughs> I, thought, so, I thought we were just going. Well, I'm going to run through mine quicker, though. So, oh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> just in case everybody, anybody's wondering, well, where, where's that team? Where's that team? Well, they're not um, in the playoffs. It doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. Playoffs. playoffs. No, I'm talking playoffs. about playoffs. Uh, the NFC North, I've got Chicago. I am drinking the Kool-Aid on the Bears. I've got Chicago running away with this division. Minnesota, two. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. A new coach might be a nice change of pace. Your team is still terrible. You're going to be three, and you're not going to the playoffs. Um, Detroit is four because, really, how could you have fourth place without Detroit? Um, the NFC South is going to go New Orleans, one. Atlanta, two. Carolina, three. Tampa Bay, four. I mean, I feel like that's a, a you know pretty strong statement right there in the South. Uh, Carolina is um, fading away. Um, I think Cam Newton is in the highlight of his twilight. Tampa Bay is not very good. And uh, that's going to leave you with Atlanta and New Orleans, and I feel like New Orleans is the better team. Uh, the NFC West is going to be L.A. Rams 1, the Seattle Seahawks 2, San Francisco 3, and the Cardinals 4. I know San Francisco being three hurts your feelings. So, um, that is uh, my NFC uh, final standings there. I've got the Bears at the one seed, Rams at the two. New Orleans is a three seed, will host the six seed Philadelphia. New Orleans will win that game. Um, going away, I think. Uh, Dallas uh, will host Atlanta as four and five. And I'd like to think it, Dallas will win, but um, – We'll save that for our playoff picks. All right. Well, let's see. Kind of on the same page, kind of a mix between. I'll start uh, uh, with the NFC East. I got the Eagles winning that division. Uh, Wentz, will stay, uh, Wentz will stay healthy this time, I believe. Cowboys at two, Redskins at three, and Giants at four. Got the Bears and Mitch. Uh, taking the north, uh, I think the Packers will come in second, at least two games behind the Bears. Uh, Vikings at three and Lions at four. I'm just not a Kirk Cousins guy. Uh, in the south, the Saints run away with it. Falcons, Panthers, and Bucks. Uh, in the west, we've got the Rams, the Seahawks, 49ers, and the Cardinals. I think the Saints are going to take the one seat on that with the Rams at the two, Bears three, Eagles four. The Seahawks will get the fifth. Uh, wild and the wild card and the Falcons will get a wild card on that. And so, so with all the with everything that Seattle has lost, the Legion of Boom is gone. They went ten and six last year. Seattle still finds a way. You still think so? Mm-hmm. The yes, I mean Seattle still finds a way. The West is not the strongest division in the NFC, and Seattle wins games differently. Um, like I said, uh, Pete Carroll's going to find a way. To be relevant. Now, I don't have them in my playoffs. I don't. But I do have them two in the West. As much as you want the 49ers, hopes and dreams aren't going to get you into the playoffs. (laughs) 
Yeah, but the, but neither is a weak defense like Seattle. I mean, how are they going to stop anybody? You got to get Bosa on the field first before the 49ers can have a good defense. Well, they've already got a good defense. Mm. Bosa Bosa's just an added piece. Mm. But anyways, mm. I well, digress. So let's well, go to well, the AFC. I don't feel like my Cowboys got a whole lot of love from either one of you guys. <laughs> we could be here all day doing this. Let's go to the AFC. Well, so going to the AFC, again, I'm just doing playoffs. I'm not breaking down each division, one through four, nothing like that. Uh, New England, they're going to be the number one seed, even though they lose Gronk. Um, let's call it what it is. All right? It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. Um, and and Belichick makes sure to have an offensive line that keeps him standing up straight. So if Tom Brady's standing up straight, most teams don't stand a chance. Uh, so New England's going to run away with their division. I think they're going to be number one in the AFC. Kansas City going to win the West, going to end up uh, number two seed, I think. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, is a guy that – um, I don't think he's going to to be the Brett Favre that everybody thinks that he's going to be. Um, but I think the West is pretty weak, and, and Kansas City's going to kind of win that one there. In the North, maybe I'm drinking Kool-Aid, as you like to say, Edens. I'm going to go with the Browns. The Browns. I'm going with the Browns. I mean, we've already talked about it. They're one of the winners of the offseason. You know, picking up Odell, had a good draft day. They're young. They've finally got that, that streak broken of, you know, losing games and all that kind of stuff. And they're able to come in and they're able to – I think they're able to act, actually able to win the North there. And it's not a very competitive North anyway. I mean, you got the Ravens in there that's – you know, not gonna not gonna be world beaters, I don't think, um, because I think Lamar Jackson's. Just, you know, I don't think he's gonna gonna quite pan out like he did before. Um, and, and I mean, what else you got in that division? Not right? much. Not much. <laughs> not much. You know, we've already talked about the Steelers being a big loser uh, in the off season too. I mean, it's great that you know again Juju's out there, and if Ben can get him the ball, they're gonna you know they're gonna connect. But that's the only weapon he has. Um, so in the South, um, I was really torn on this one, uh, because I don't know how healthy, um, Andrew Luck is going to be. Uh, so I went with Tennessee. Ooh. Tennessee ha- didn't have a bad off season. Uh, Marcus Mariota had a pretty decent year last year. They kind of found a way to sneak into the playoffs. Um, I still think we're going to see the Colts. You know, Andrew Luck battling that injury bug already. I think he's going to miss a few games early part of the season. But once he gets back and healthy, I think the Colts will make a good run at it. I think it'll come down to week 17. And and uh, I think Tennessee will edge out the Colts for the South. But then I go back to the Colts, I think, being the fifth seed. Um, I think I think you see Mariota go to the bench this year. You think so? I think, I think they play Tannehill. At some point, they will make the move, whether it is a uh, made-up injury or they just bench him. Yeah, uh, he's just he's just been too inconsistent, and he's a lot of times you'll see success with these mobile quarterbacks to begin with, but then they start to uh, digress over the course of their career due to the fact that their mobility starts to slow down. But then teams also know how to game plan for them. 
And uh, for me, I think Mariota has completely underperformed for the value of the trade that, or the draft pick that they used for him. <clears throat> um, and then my last pick, my last wild card spot, I think is going to be the Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders are going to are going to come in there and and uh, you know I think they're going to finish second behind Kansas City. Um, again, I don't think Gruden's the the you know the coach that everybody makes him out to be. Um, but man, he's he's got a pretty good football team over there. Um, they, they've they've kind of built a pretty good team, and you know made some. Uh, you know they. Why in the world they they traded off Daniel <clears throat> Mack? I'll never know. Um, but they seem to now have him an outside rusher uh, to replace Khalil, and if you can really play, replace him. But uh, but I think Raiders at six, roll it out. So in the AFC, uh, we'll start with the East. Uh, New England is still New England. And they win this division. Uh, it's their division. That's not changing anytime soon. Uh, I do have the Jets at two. Um, I think just the upgrade with Le'Veon Bell there will give them a chance to be relevant toward the last couple weeks of the season as far as if this team wins and if that team loses, maybe it could work out. Uh, with that said, I don't have them in the playoffs. Uh, the Buffalo Bills at three, and um, the Miami Dolphins coming in at four. Um, in the South, uh, I have the Colts taking the division. I don't think they'll take it by much. I think the South, pound for pound, very well could be the strongest division in the AFC. Um, I think the Texans and the Titans will make a lot of noise. I think Foles is going to find some success in Jacksonville. This division is going to beat up on each other, but when the dust settles, I have Colts at one, Texans two, Titans three, but in the playoff conversation, and the Jags at four. In the north, uh, Cleveland runs away with this division. The team that is the closest to them is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and if they go eight and eight this year, I won't be surprised. Um, the Ravens come in at three, and the Bengals hopelessly at four. Uh, <laughs> there's just no other way to put that. Uh, in the AFC West, uh, I think the Chiefs get it done again this year, and they win that division. I was really high on the Chargers all off season, but this Melvin Gordon contract battle, um, I think, is a lot more serious than the Ezekiel Elliott one in Dallas. Uh, Gordon has now requested a trade. Uh, the Chargers have fired back and not allowed him permission to talk to teams about a trade, to find a trade partner. And even if he does sign tomorrow, I don't know how well that's going to go over in the locker room. With a team that was set to try to get Phillip Rivers and themselves a ring, uh, a team that was talking about making a run, I don't know how well Melvin is going to mesh with that in that locker room. So I think that causes problems. I got Chargers at three. Broncos at four. The playoff picture looks like this for me. I have the Chiefs as the number one overall seed. I have the Browns. Uh, the Browns. You are right to drink the Cleveland <laughs> Kool-Aid, baby. The Browns at number two. I have the Colts at three. The Patriots at four. The Texans is the first wild card in at five, making the trip to Foxborough. And sneaking in at six. John Gruden and the Raiders come in at six and find a way to get the job done. Call him lucky. Call him overrated. He is the king as far as the Raiders are concerned. That is the Raiders' kingdom, and they love themselves some Chucky. He's going to get it done and go six. All right. Pretty interesting. Well, the East is, is obviously ruled by the Pats, so 
Uh, that's going to be your number one overall seed, and I think they clinched that pretty early. Um, I'm overall number one seed, and I think they clinched that pretty early. I do think the Jets end up balancing it out at two, uh, just with Le'Veon being able to take some pressure off of uh, Darnold. Uh, that pro that propels them to two. Miami three, Buffalo four. Looking at the North, the Browns are going to win this uh, win this division pretty handily. Um, between the Steelers and Ravens, you could flip flop them at two and three. The Bengals are definitely four. And the Texans win in the South. I think if you get a healthy JJ Watt, which is a big if, uh, if you get a healthy Deshaun Watson, which is a big if. Uh, and uh, that just combination, I, I think the Texans can win it. Uh, Andrew Luck's injury, you know, when they start comparing it to Kevin Durant, you start thinking Achilles, uh, and then it's a collective holding of your breath in Indianapolis. Uh, like I said earlier, Titans end up going with Tannehill and their season tanks after that, uh, and Jacksonville will round out number four. The West, pending a Melvin uh, Gordon uh, reuniting with the Chargers. Pending that, I think the Chargers can win the West. Um, not 100% sold on the Chiefs yet. Andy Reid is always Andy Reid, uh, except this time I think it, it bleeds over into the regular season. But the Chiefs do come in at two and get a wild card. Uh, I've got the Raiders at three and the Broncos at four. Uh, I think the Browns get the second seed in the playoffs. I think they're that good. And in a weak division where they get to play the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals twice, that can easily pad their stats. Uh, Chargers will get the three, Texans four, Chiefs five, and Colts will sneak in as the last wild card team. All right, which brings us to the playoffs. So, Tim, you just finished yours up. Why don't you jump right in with your playoff predictions and matchups? Well, let's look here. So, if we're looking at the NFC, I've got the Saints overall at one and the Rams at two, so they'll get the bye. The Bears are end up playing the Falcons, uh, home field, uh, Soldier Field. Bears get it done there. Eagles and Seahawks, again, uh, same thing. Eagles will end up winning that, that matchup. Uh, so you got one, two, three, and four seeds. Uh, one playing the four. The Saints down in uh, down in uh, New Orleans. Nobody going to beat them there. Uh, they win handily over the Eagles. Just too much, too outmatched. Uh, because the Bears have to travel to Los Angeles, I don't. Uh, I don't see them beating the beating the Rams, especially if you get a good, healthy uh, Todd Gurley this year. Uh, and as far as going to the Super Bowl. You're going to see a Rams-Saints matchup, but the Saints are, going to, Saints are going to take care of it this time. No okay. pass interference. All right. So you have the Saints out of the NFC. How about the AFC? AFC. Well, I already tell you, the Pats are going to win the AFC. AFC. It's going to be the Pats and the Saints in the Super Bowl. But just for argument's sake, I'll give you the rest of them. The Pats got picked the Pats. It's, it's imagine that. that. It's just, just too much, too much Tom and Brady gonna, and Bill Belichick. Then, then you're going to tell me he's going to win number seven? Uh, that would be that would be the one after six, yes. Share, share with us the path uh, of carnage. But anyways, anyways, three play in the six. I got the Chargers and the Colts. Uh, Colts lose a heartbreaker to the Chargers, and Phillip Rivers and his bolo tie finally get off the playoff schneid. Uh, Texans and Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes takes care of business in the playoffs and beats the Texans down in Houston. Uh, so then you've got uh, the Pats and uh, the Chiefs. Uh, um, big one up in Foxborough, but home field advantage. Patriots went on a last-second field goal. Uh, then you've got the Browns and the Chargers. 
uh, with the Chargers traveling to Cleveland, uh, which is one of God's blind spots. Um, the devil wins out, and the Browns and the, and the Browns win. So you got the Pats and the Browns AFC Championship. Tom Brady takes care of business because Baker Mayfield folds under pressure. All right. So that gives you a New Orleans Saints, New England Patriots Super Bowl, and That's you it. have. That's Patriots. Yeah, it's the Patriots. Of course he does. Also, I've heard Cleveland referred to as many things, but never one of God's blind spots. <laughs> that might be. They should put that in the brochure. They should. That would be <laughs> sweet. No longer believe land. God's blind spot. My goodness. All right. Uh, Marty, how about we start with the NFC, your playoff matchups and picks. <clears throat> so I've got the Rams at one, the Saints at two. Um so that's going to leave a Green Bay-Minnesota matchup uh, to see who goes on to play the Rams. Um, I think that's going to probably be Minnesota. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, he, I think he's good enough to, to win a few games and, and get in the playoffs uh, and even possibly this wild card game. Philadelphia and San Francisco. Um, I, again, I think the Eagles are only going to win the East because the rest of the East is is terrible minus the Cowboys, and the Cowboys just seem kind of dysfunctional here. And Jason Garrett should have been gone a long time ago. Um, so, so that leaves me uh, in a sense of the Eagles are probably going to win that. But, again, like I said, I don't think Carson Wentz will be healthy the whole season, and I'm going to expect that to be the end of the season where he's not healthy. By that point, they've won enough games to kind of continue to win the East and get in that, uh, that playoff spot. But I think San Francisco upsets Philadelphia in the wild card game, which puts you in a Saints and San Francisco matchup, and that's just David and Goliath. And the Saints and Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees and Michael Thomas have themselves a field day, and the Saints go on to the NFC Championship then on the on the nightcap there, you're going to have the Rams uh, in Minnesota, and that's going to be an ugly one too. Uh, so Rams, Saints, the rematch, and I, I'm going to go with Timmy. I think the Saints get it done, and I think the Saints win the NFC uh, and go on to the Super Bowl. Titans and Colts, division matchup there in the wild card. I think that the Colts are going to – edge that one out um, and move on to play the number one seed New England that's going to be a no contest there uh, New England will will win that one out Cleveland and Oakland in the wild card game I think Cleveland beats Oakland uh, and moves on to Kansas City uh, I think Kansas City beats Cleveland in that game uh, because again I, Andy Reid is Andy Reid that's right and he can find a way to win unless it's the big game. Mm -hmm. A divisional game, not the big game. That's just another day at the office. Um, so Andy Reid is going on to face New England, rematch of the AFC Championship again. This time, Andy Reid gets it done. <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't have Gronk to throw to. Edelman's been hurt. He's hurt now. Tom Brady loses in the AFC Championship. Kansas City 
and the Saints. I told you Andy Reid's going to be Andy Reid, and the Saints <laughs> will win that game by three touchdowns. Okay. Ooh. 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 All right. So Saints Super Bowl champs. My goodness. So I've got some of the – not the same matchups. We don't even have some of the same playoff teams, but some of the same underlining tones are here, I'm noticing. So uh, we'll start in the NFC. The three-seeded New Orleans Saints play host to the number six Philadelphia Eagles. Um, again, I'm not buying Wentz for the full season. Um, and even if he is, I'm not buying the Eagles past this first round. Um, New Orleans takes that game at home uh, without a doubt. Uh, the four-seed Dallas Cowboys play host to the Atlanta Falcons. This will be a struggle for Dallas. Atlanta's a good football team, but I think at home in Jerry World, Dallas finds a way and gets that win, which is so precious to have playoff wins in Dallas because they are so few and far between <laughs> these years. And I know that all too well. Um, then the four-seed Dallas Cowboys will have to make the trip to number one-seeded Chicago in my bracket because I am drinking that Chicago Kool-Aid. Um, I think they will be about business. And as much as that pains me, I think in a close one, Chicago will win at home and advance to the NFC title game. So Chicago advances to the NFC title game. Uh, I mean, I think for me that is that that's a lock. I think for me, I really like the Bears this season. Um, that leaves the Bears uh, got them playing the Rams in the NFC title game. Um, you know, AFC. Um, we're looking at uh, four seed Pats beating the five seed Texans. Can't see a playoffs. The Pats don't win a game. I have a hard time with that. I don't see the Pats getting to an AFC title game. Don't see the Pats going to a Super Bowl, but uh, that's what I got. Uh, the three-seed Colts um, struggling with the Raiders, but the Colts will get the Raiders, I think, as long as Andrew Luck stays healthy. I think the Colts are going to have a good year. Um, that puts the Colts and the Browns up against each other. I like Baker Mayfield this season. Give me the Browns the AFC title game. Uh, Chiefs over Pats. Um, and I even have the Chiefs taking out the Browns. Um, you know, in this in this little conversation, we've talked about act like you've been there before. What the, the Browns haven't. And uh, I think for Cleveland, you make it to the AFC title game. For Cleveland, if you make it to the playoffs, you celebrate like you won a Super Bowl. Have a parade. Um, you deserve it. But that gives me um, the Rams of Chicago and the NFC. I'm going to go Rams. Uh, Super Bowl, give me the Rams. They get it done this year. Bring one back to L.A. Still thinking it's kind of funny how people are actually picking the Browns to be not only in the playoffs, but AFC championship game. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know if they, they can come up with enough letters to spell championship. Listen, I have a uh, I have a newfound respect for Baker Mayfield. Uh, the man can chug a beer, and anybody <laughs> that can chug a beer like Baker Mayfield, I want to hang out with him and. Uh, yeah, he's he's growing on. Did you see what he did the other day? What's that? For all the the Mayfield haters, and I wasn't exactly his biggest fan when he was at Oklahoma, but the Cleveland Browns got the command to leave the field and get to the locker room, and Baker Mayfield ignored it because there were some fans on the sideline that wanted an autograph, hmm. and he went over there and stayed out longer and held up the show to go sign some autographs. Hmm. So you might say, well, that's about Baker. I don't think so. I think Baker Mayfield gets it. I think he's getting 
the big picture on what it means to be an NFL quarterback. I think he understands the leadership aspect of it. I think his mustache looks great. <laughs> uh, I think Baker is, is appreciating where he is in his career right now and, and where he is in life, and I think he's enjoying the moment. This is going to be a Cleveland Browns team that's fun to watch, and uh, Baker's going to be center stage, as always. It's going to be weird watching the Browns on Sunday night football or Monday night football. I know. Does Carrie Underwood even have a verse or a song about the Browns? <laughs> Who cares? It's Carrie Underwood. Carrie's going to have to go back to the recording booth just because the Browns are actually relevant. Chris Collinsworth's not going to have a clue. No. He, and we know, he won't even recognize his team. He won't. So, well, that's, uh, that kind of wraps us up here. Uh, uh, some early season picks. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, just renewed my Sunday NFL ticket, so – had to, do that, had to do that before the um, student discount expired so oh, okay. I could get that cheap because I'm cheap like that. I so. understand. But uh, that's going to do, uh, do us for today uh, here on uh, Spirals and Sliders. I forgot the name of the show. I forgot the name, yeah. Back home. We'll get better at it. It's been a long day apparently <laughs> for, yeah. for Big Time Tim. Well, we're, we're checking out. All right. Ready for the weekend. All right, next time. See ya.